if you're in the app business, which is probably one reason why you're listening to us in the first place, or you are just driven to make apps, you want to make a great app. But then again, you also want to know, is the app you have on your hands a commercial success? It is a valuable app. Okay, so what are your options? Well, we're going to find out that and more today with my guest. He's Idan Waller, co-founder and CMO of Blue Throne, and he's going to share what you need to know to make that call and even possibly make that exit. It's going to be an eye-opener. I can't wait to start. So I just say we strap ourselves in for some straight talk and advice because Idan is the one, or is it Idan? He'll tell me in a moment. Idan, isn't it Idan? It's Idan, yes. It's How are you Idan. doing, Peggy? Well, first of all, welcome, Idan, because I'm excited. You are the textbook diehard marketer. I've read your bio, right? <laughs> you fought deep inside the muddy conversion trenches and the direct response marketing. And um, you've done that in Israel. You've emerged with an innovative idea. It is Blue Throne becoming the biggest app aggregator in the mobile industry. So let's just start with that right there, Idan. Blue Throne, mm -hmm. it's an app aggregator. What is that? What do you do? So it's a good question because when we presented this idea, myself and my brother, to our investors, they were like, what do you guys do? We, we ne never heard of such company before, so we had to like uh, term this coin. And actually, we learned that from the Amazon world. Me, myself and my brother had uh, some stores in the Amazon um, uh, Amazon uh, online. And um, in this uh, industry, what happened was that uh, three years ago, developed a niche industry, which is uh, uh, Amazon aggregators. So these companies would buy uh, Amazon stores that cannot grow anymore, and they would just run them in-house with all their... Um, financial power and teams and experts and everything. So we said, okay, let's do the same thing in the app world. Why not? It's smart. It's smart. It's just saying, you know, these are stores that aren't quite up to snuff, whatever. Yeah, we can buy them up. And that's what you're doing here. But you're doing more than that because what you're telling me is that before I can sell or before I even want to think about selling, you're letting me know how valuable my app is. So how do I know? I have a commercial success on my hands. Okay, what what we discovered is that um, talented uh, developers are usually extraordinary at something, but not in everything. So when we see extraordinary metrics, even if it's one metric, it could be downloads, it could be revenue, it could be retention, it could be raving fan base, whatever, then we smell what we call the PMF app, which is a product market fit app. It's an app that the market actually loves and we can grow with it. So that's the first thing I would look for as an app owner. Mm -hmm. So something that just sort of fits the times, that it's one of these apps that is what we're looking for at this point in time. So that's going to be one of the things that get your attention. Am I hearing it correctly? Yes, but also extraordinary metric, one metric that is mm -hmm. out of norm okay. in a positive way, in a positive uh, way, of course. That's also uh, a very, very good sign. It means that you're doing something well. Okay. I mean, there are a lot of metrics to look at. There's downloads, there's sessions, there's a lot. Um, I just want to get a little bit closer and hone in on that. 
Um, mm -hmm. What are some of the metrics? Because I'm thinking about this. I'm an app developer. I have my app and I'm thinking, oh, maybe I'll go to Blue Throne or maybe I'll use your tool. We'll get to that tool in a moment. Yeah. But first I have to understand, am I ready? Do I make the cut? What are some questions I need to ask myself about my business? The most important question is once once you have a successful app, with, which means it makes some revenue, let's say at least 5K a month, a month and above, uh, where are you on the life cycle of the app? Because mm -hmm. an app is like a business, is like a company, and Peggy, I have a question for you. From the original list of the S&P 500, which represent the 500 biggest uh, publicly traded companies in the US, how many survived since 1957 when the S&P began? It's some sort of horrible number. I know I've done some research <laughs> into this. What's the number? 94, only 94 companies. Yeah, and yeah. these are the biggest companies and they have all the teams and they have all, all the expertise yeah. and capital and everything. So what we learn from that is again, that every business has its uh, life cycle and also an app has a life cycle. For example, what we see the first stage of an app is uh, we call it uh, in blue tone, the hockey stick. So you see like this uh, rise, rise up and the, the app goes really, does really well. And it's also exciting and fun phase to 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 be involved that that's where you get excited that's when you do the new stuff that's where you get traction then the the goal slows it becomes a plateau it begins dying and then and then it becomes that becomes a white wolf white wolf is a is a, um a star that died basically so that's the life the life cycle of an app so we must understand that first of all an app is not a a baby like some developers uh, think. My name is Dr. Luis Fonan. Ten years ago, I founded Duolingo with the mission of making education accessible to all. Since then, over 20 million Brits have started learning languages with Duolingo. But this is just the start. Now, students are certifying proficiency with a Duolingo English test. Children are discovering how to read with Duolingo ABC, and all ages are improving their math skills with our new maths app. Duolingo is breaking down barriers to education for everyone. Which is okay, I understand. Um, and it's not a passive asset as well. It's an active digital asset that you have to manage and you have to grow and you have to push forward. So basically, once I understand that, that the app won't be here for life, then I can think about it more strategically and also bring it to question or into my strategy well, maybe I can sell one of my apps. Usually developers have more than one app. Well, maybe I can sell one of our apps in the right stage at the right time, and then I can finance everything and grow much, much, much faster. Good point. And I love the fact that you've, ex you've more or less, rather than talk about um, a life cycle in a sense where there's growth and growth and then stop, you know, there are these stages of when it stops to grow, but it's still viable. And I love the way that you've compared that to a star, basically, because you are eventually going to be a white dwarf, but it's a long time in there. And there's a lot of mileage, as you mm -hmm. pointed out. So you've given cool. me some idea about the questions I need to ask and the model I can keep in mind, but mm -hmm. it's complicated. So you have a calculator on your website which is yes, awesome. we do. how does that work? Okay, so a lot of developers um, 
mail us and ask us, okay, before I talk to you guys, how, my, how, can, how can I know that my app is worth something that I will be happy to accept? Like, uh, it will be an exit I will be happy with. Mm -hmm. So we said, okay, let's, uh, let's create an um, evaluation tool and a free app evaluation tool. So we have it on our website, bluetron.io. And uh, what it does, it's rather simple. You just uh, put the link of the app, then you choose your traffic sources, um, how many downloads you have, what's the revenue you have, if, if the app is on iOS, Android, web, or a couple of them. And then it just calculates like a range of valuation and you get the middle. So, so it means like this is something that your app might work. We don't know. We have to, of course, look deep, deep into it. But I think um, our listeners will be surprised to see how much uh, the asset that they have is worth, which is always nice to know that you're sitting on a couple of hundred thousand dollars or millions. You talked about the metrics. It has to be one outstanding metric. Now, mm -hmm. I'm using your calculator, and there has to also be something about a mindset. How do I know I'm ready to sell? You know, a lot of app developers, it's their baby, as you said yourself. You know, you have to know um, why I'm ready to sell or why even owners sell to you. What can you share there? You know, they're ready to um, cash in. Is it to keep up growth? Is it to liquidate mm -hmm. assets? What's the mindset that you're looking for here? Look, the truth is, Peggy, let's ask you, let's divert this question to you, at least at the beginning. <laughs> Peggy, give me your most, the, the three things you're most extraordinary at. You're doing the best. You really, this is top three things that you do best. Me, personally? Yes, personally. Me, personally. Okay. I exactly. would say, I would make say it what I do best is I, um, I create content that is accessible to everybody um, mm -hmm. and also work hard to make certain we all understand it. So I'm a little bit of a translator and a little bit of a creator. That would be one. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a big one right there. The other thing is I, uh, I cultivate platforms to give people like yourself an opportunity to tell us things that we would not know otherwise. Um, and three, I would say analysis, answer the why question. Okay, that's my part. That's, that's you're interviewing me now. <laughs> Perfect. And, okay, so that's it. And, Those are my three things. Wait, uh, I'm not finished. And one thing you absolutely hate to do and you're pretty bad at, if you're totally honest with yourself. Oh, what I'm really bad at and I hate to do. Probably what you're it's probably what you're excellent at, which is, um, you know, the management of taking a great mm -hmm. asset and getting all the mileage out of it. There's probably, exactly. some, probably some money I'm, I'm leaving on the table in my life because I'm too busy creating. But there you go. Okay? Exactly. So you're human. I'm a human. Our developers and listeners are human. We're very... All of us who are talented at what we do, we're very good at some things and very bad at other ones. So you ask why um, developers sell us because they reach a growth ceiling. They can't grow anymore because they already did the things they're really good at. For example, finding a good idea, making a great, great uh, graphics, UI, UX, convert well, like um, giving true love to their, uh, to their fan base and the fan base get it and, uh, and uh, share the app. But then, then it's done, and then uh, growth stops, 
and you reach a growth ceiling, and then the app begins to decline, and that's not fun because the more um, the more the app is in decline or is in plateau, the more you need to invest in it in energy, and that's and that's annoying to invest energy just to keep something running instead of invest energy to grow something. So basically, what we discovered is is that like 99% of developers are really good at taking the app from zero to one. They're excellent at it and they're probably experts in general in taking things from zero to one. What we do is take it from one to 100. That's what we're good at. That's what we like, you, you saw correctly. That's what we do well. Well, now that you put it in that way and frame it that way, John, I can totally, totally see this. And I'm enjoying this a ton, Idan. I mean, it's not just a great, great topic, but um, you're also making it so human, so understandable. You know, we're talking about what motivates us as humans. When do you, you know, when do you put up and when do you pull out? I mean, that's what it's about mm -hmm. in business. Of course, yeah. there's two people involved here. There's two parts. It's a transaction. So... I know what my app is worth and I know my limitations, but what are you looking for in an app be before you purchase it? I mean, what impresses you most? Not just the metrics, what impresses you the most? Yeah, yeah, oh, for sure. Um, uh, I can tell you like a um, real uh, life story that uh, happened here in the office in which I'm uh, holding this okay. interview. By the way, I'm in uh, Phuket, Thailand. We have offices here and also in Singapore and uh, in Tel Aviv. So, Today we we are working. We worked on a deal, and, uh, which will actually uh, get closed. The, we signed the the LOI um, of a great app from the hypno birthing niche. Like I never knew this thing, hypno birthing. Maybe I'm not saying it correctly. You can you understand me? Hypno birthing. Yeah. Hypno. Hypno birthing, like a birth, like a giving birth. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hip yeah. Hypnobirthing niche. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, I did, never heard of this niche before. And um, we discovered the real gem. And not only that, um, the pregnant women who download the app absolutely love it and they are very happy to pay for it. But also the niche is growing. The niche is strong. The niche is developing in a few countries like Ireland, the UK, and the US, which is really surprising, and also Ghana for some reason. Um, so that, that's what we love to do. We like to discover these gems, which could be apps, or could be niches, or could be, and, and you never know what you're gonna run into. So that's why I love this business, why it's exciting business, because we see all kinds of apps and all kinds of niches. And then when you discover a gem like this, 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 this is what makes us excited. So let's say you're excited by my app. Of course, app owners want to see their app succeed. Maybe even after they sell it to you, they still want to see it. They do. Going, you know? They do. It's very important to them. Yeah. So how do they get sort of unstuck? And, and what do you do to move the apps forward? You know, you buy it, but you don't just like put it on a shelf. You're doing something. Tell me about how I engage with you and what you do to move that app uh, to, to really get from that one to 100. Okay, so what developers like to do is to do the thrilling, the fun stuff, the new stuff, the fast draws, the hockey stick, all of that, which I totally understand. I also like to build businesses. 
But what we do is the boring stuff. You get one till uh, one to one hundred goes through the boring stuff, through the meticulous stuff, through the stuff that they are repetitive and annoying and measurable and all of this. So within this uh, category, you can find, of course, uh, ASO, um, UA, deep, 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 um, deep avatar, customer avatar research, really deep, which I like to do personally, by the way. And then we build features that, um, uh, paid features that uh, will increase the uh, LTV of the app. We can also do like a go to the wild west, we call it, to the wild wild west and get out of the app stores, out of uh, Google Play and create activity on the internet, like uh, doing articles or uh, working with the influencers and all kind of stuff like this that really, are really meticulous, really measurable. We measure everything. We are marketing and measurement uh, fanatics. And um, that, that, that's how you grow an app. This is the boring way, this is the long way, but this is what we we'll have to do. What can we do? Mm -hmm. What do you think about the relationship itself? You know, I want to understand how important that is at a, at a very basic level. When I was reading on your website, I was reading a lot of different things. You got a ton of really cool videos out there, you know, and you're talking about how important it is to be upfront, you know, expose any skeletons in my closet before you find yeah. them out. <laughs> yeah. Peggy, I tell you, if, if I could count the number of skeletons in the closet that we find in Blue Tom, we can open a cemetery right here. So... <laughs> <laughs> but this is incredible. There are so many shenanigans uh, in this industry that it's, uh, we're always amazed. We take it in good spirits, of course, because we discover everything during our uh, MRI and X-ray stages, which is tools we, we develop here in Bluetooth to discover all these things. Uh, but yeah, please, 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 please be upfront, be honest. It's okay if you bought this or you did that. It's all good. Just come up and say it and, and look at some cases, the app is really good. It's a product market fit app, a PMF app. It's in a good niche. So, okay, we, 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 can, uh, we can still uh, work out the deal, but if we discover it and we know a developer lied to us or tried to deceive us, you know, you know that's basic trust. What, what we're trying to do here is a win-win deal between us and a developer. Hey, you take uh, your, your exit money, you can grow, you can uh, relieve financial stress, you can really create a new life that's totally real and that's totally what happens. But we, please be, be honest with us. Tell us what, what you did in the first access call. We'll talk about it, put stuff on the table, and then we can, uh, then we can grow together. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at some of the people who had cashed in, and I love the motto on your website, right? It's just cash in and move on. That's what it's about. But some people yeah. took the money and did things like bought a Mustang. So <laughs> what do people, people actually do with this? I mean, give me some anecdotes because it sounds pretty, pretty wild, pretty interesting. I mean, some people took you by word yeah. and said, Hey, I'm going to cash in and, and, yeah. and, and move on in, 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 in style, man. <laughs> okay. So this is a fun yeah. question. So like, like you said, we have a bad idea, but I think there might be a little bit more to life than that. But anyway, tell me a few of them. Okay, so so you saw the Mustang. That's Pietro. Yeah. Ciao, Pietro. How are you? Um, what else was? Uh, I'm looking for the for the funny things, the um, the extraordinary things. Let's see. 
There was this guy who went to India to take a six months vacation out of the business. He's from the US, I believe. Um, what else? People bought the wife stuff all the, all the time. There's some compensation going on there. You know, you get exit money. I neglected the wife. Okay, let's get her a ring. Let's get her an earring, something like that. That's yeah, yeah. very common as well. People bought ho- houses, of course, but that's the regular stuff. Invested. Uh, but mostly what, what uh, developers do, there's like, um, we also recommend them to do this. They take a vacation, like allow themselves to breathe because they get rid of, uh, got rid of financial stress. We even uh, sometimes book them the ticket ourselves. Here's on us, go take a breather. And then, um, then go work on your next project. But this time in a leverage way, not you by yourself or, or with, um, with, with a team that uh, limits you. But let's go. You can now reinvest this money in a new app. Developers always have new ideas because they're experts at taking things from zero to one. But let's do it properly in a leveraged way with a bigger team, with bigger help. With maybe somebody, if you hate to do UA and you hate to do marketing, get someone to do it for you. Now you have the money. Now you have the company. Now, now you can grow more. So, yeah. okay. so, so basically that. So basically, maybe we should create content content on this subject. I didn't think about it actually. What what do you do after an exit as a developer? Yeah. This is good stuff. Yeah. Of course, developers. To your point, you know, if you have it, you've got it in your DNA, and you're going to go out and you're going to say, "Great, I'm going to take a break." Maybe drive around in the Mustang, but ultimately you're going to come back and you're going to try again because it's in you. You so can you develop another app. Can. How yeah. how does it work with you? Um, you know. How do I get you to invest? What's the one thing beyond the metrics, you know, something that really clinches the deal for you? Because I'm sure that there are some who are saying, okay, 5K monthly um, was one of the things I heard that's going to like get me into the, the top group mm-hmm. with you. I have to have an outstanding metric, some decent revenue. What clinches the deal? Again, for us, uh, we like to find gems. And gems is a good app, a product market fit app. In a, in a good niche, a niche that grows, and, and you can deliver. I'll give you another example. We'll be talking with this, um, with this guy from the well, UK, US, I don't know. He has a, an app for Tesla, for his Tesla car. Okay, so we go, so we go look at the niche. Wow, you see, it's, it's growing like crazy, uh, like a Tesla app's niche. And, and what's beautiful in it, that uh, this guy has a moat around his business. What's the moat? You can only develop an app for a Tesla if you have a Tesla yourself. Huh. So, 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 so this, this, these are interesting things. Of course, not every app has this uh, particular situation, but um, that's what we like to discover. We like to discover good apps that people love, and if the niche is good or the niche is stable, even then uh, we can uh, really go ahead. Then we love to go ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last question. I know it will always depend, but just to give people an idea. You know, what kind of valuations for apps are we talking about? Have you run across people who are sitting on a gem, don't know it, and make off with significant figures? Or is this not that kind of thing? It, go, it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Yes. First, firstly, yes, of course. Uh, people are like, um, you've got developers from countries like uh, India and Pakistan and uh, Vietnam. Very good developers. And... and and the fair, when suddenly you tell him, okay, your app is worth about half a million dollars or one million dollars or one to two million dollars or even three million dollars, 
they are ecstatic because it's like for them this this amount is like I don't know for us maybe getting 100 million okay comparably but there's also that the, the other side in which developers with um, um, like dying apps we see a lot of dying apps okay then they try to say okay this app is worth 800k 500k and, and you discover it doesn't worth even 100k which is also okay so um, it depends it depends if you if you have a really good app and you really believe in it and you really did something nice with it and uh, you created it from your heart with all your creativity and passion and you grew it and you took care of it and you had some luck and the niche is good then then you run for uh, for a great exit and you'll only know if you go use your tool you done correct <laughs> you will never know without it that that exactly. is correct I'm going to have that in the show notes, Idan. And the tool is over at Blue Throne. What's the, uh, the URL for that? Bluethorn.io. .io. And the, I'll find the tool right there on the, on the homepage. I did see it. I was tempted. I wondered if I could put someone else's app in there and find out. A little competitive intel. Oh, you, I, oh, you can, can I do that? Yeah. Oh, who knows? Of course. Knows? You can okay. get a range of evaluation. Of course you can. Yeah. Get evaluation. Test your friends up, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put a few in from my colleagues. Maybe they're sitting on a gold mine and don't know it. Idan, this has yeah. been great fun. And you know, you should do, you should have like your own sort of like app focused shark tank thing going on where you like have oh, a that reality is a good show. Idea. Thank you. I like your yeah. marketing mind. This is an excellent idea. That would be so cool. You I know, like you it. don't have to do everyone because not everyone wants to come out and be part of it. But you could imagine like, you know, um, I'm based in Europe, so I get to watch Dra uh, Dragon's Den, which is similar to Shark Tank. You, know, you could imagine yourself, your brother, a couple other people. Guy brings up his app and says, hey, you know, what do you think? I think it'd be kind of cool. I think it'd be kind of cool. I, I agree. Uh, I love the idea. Well, I love what you're doing. And it was great to have you on my show and also to shine a light on what you're doing and hopefully also helping some indie developers out there because, you know, it's a, it's, a tough, it's a tough time. It's a strong breed. Um, they've got a lot of good stuff. So uh, who knows? Maybe we close the circle here. In any case, thanks so much for sharing, Idan. It was a pleasure to have Thank you. Thank you, Peggy. It was a pleasure. And I'll look for that show. I'll look for that show. <laughs> <laughs> and that, my friends, of course, is a wrap. If you want to keep up with me throughout the week or find out more about how you can be a guest or sponsor, you can email me, Peggy. Peggy at mobilegroove.com is where you can find my portfolio of content marketing and app marketing services. You can check out this in all earlier episodes of our show by going to Amazon, iTunes, Stitcher, Speaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And if you prefer video, well, hey, we've got you covered there as well because we've got this podcast in video powered by The Groove over on YouTube. So until next time, remember, every minute is mobile. Let's make every minute count. Keep well, and we'll see you soon. Thank you.